Welcome to the EEO Studio, a podcast produced by DCI Consulting Group. Hi, and welcome, everybody. This is Rosemary Cox, Senior Consultant with DCI Consulting, and I'm here with my co-host and Senior Manager of EEO and Diversity Inclusion at DCI, Kelly Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today, we're going to continue our series, Civility, Moving Forward Together. Hopefully, you've all been able to listen to some of our other previous episodes. If not, they're available, and I'd encourage you to listen as we've been doing all kinds of discussions on civility from several different angles. Today, we're thrilled to have with us Larry Seward. Larry is currently a financial services consultant with Client Services, LLC, where he serves as operations management consultant for financial services organizations. Prior to this consulting work, Larry worked for two large financial institutions and was the first and only African-American executive vice president at the last bank. Larry is passionate about helping unite businesses and communities together to build strong relationships. And on a personal note, Larry and I have been very good friends for a very long time. He's been my mentor for more than 15 years now. Um, He brings a wealth of knowledge in, in linking business and community together. Welcome to the show, Larry. Uh, thank you, Rosemary and Kelly. Um, I'm glad to be here and uh, appreciate you allowing me to speak about this great and important topic. Well, you know, Larry, we've done a couple of these podcasts and we're finding that everyone defines civility differently. So why don't we start today by tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your thoughts and then give us your definition of civility. Well, you know, talking about myself is hard. You know, I've, my career experience uh, ranges from federal government uh, with the Department of uh, Defense and the Small Business Administration and two major financial institutions. I worked at a creditor rights law firm and uh, worked for two not-for-profits, which I continue to do. And so uh, when we talk about civility in, in, in those environments and in those workplaces, um, you know, I Traditionally, I'll go back, go straight to the dictionary, and the dictionary definition I've seen on civility, and I recently, uh, you know, briefed myself by looking at the dictionary, speech and or behavior that is a sign of good breeding. Um, I heard it as treating people from all walks of life with the same unfailing civility. Others can hear that differently when you talk about good breeding. Uh, so my background uh, is in listening uh, and trying to determine what what those terms mean. My definition would would be an act of being a good citizen or a good neighbor, meaning, and, and that would apply to the workplace or in the community that you're in. I always say civility and respect. So you've been um, in, in the community for a very long time, and I know you're so involved, and, and I always love the stories that you have to um, to share, but why is the community so important? Well, um, first of all, it's 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 about who I am and how I grew up. You know, my parents grew up in in small towns, and and they moved to Cleveland when I was born, after my father came out of the service. Um, my mother had her own small clothing business, and my father worked on, in farming uh, with his family before he went to the military. When they moved to Cleveland, uh, they experienced a lot of issues related to the Great Migration. So when but what they learned and how the, what they taught their children, I'm one of four, was that you have to work with and live with diverse people. Um, so 
you know, how do you survive and thrive in a community in turmoil like Cleveland in the 1960s was kind of the concern of the day. So that's kind of how I, you know, I, I, I grew up, how I uh, was, it was spoken to me about how to live. Uh, we were the first in our communities of color uh, and had and experienced those things on what civility meant. We didn't use the term at that time. It's just how you treat people. That's how they grew up in small towns uh, where they were, again, uh, they were the minorities in small towns. And how did you survive? How did you live? How did you work with people and treat each? And how were they treated? And how did they treat other people? Thank you for that information, Larry. I, I would love to follow back up on a comment that you made about your definition of civility and being an active, uh, actively being a good citizen or a neighbor, um, being very respectful. Are you finding that in the corporate world that this is being trained, that employees are understanding what this means and how, how to act accordingly? Well, now I see uh, corporations talking about civility. Part of it, you know, obviously in the last couple of years, there, there's a huge conversation about civility and they, in fact, the term is being used because of what's going on in the world or what's going on in politics, what's going on in our country. Um, companies have always talked about and had mission statements around that. Um, and so you hear a lot of conversation today in Columbus, for example, about how do we uh, continue to grow as a city, become a major city, and, and civility and respect. I, I always say civility and respect is how you hear that conversation in corporations. What does that mean uh, within their workplace? How do people work together, if that makes sense? Absolutely. So then when you think of, along those same lines, why would there be a need to link community and business? Well, it, it, businesses talk about how to make money, um, depending on the size of the business. You're, it's always about the money. Uh, you have customers. And we, traditionally, and, and at the bank, we, cons we you know there was definitions and discussions about who our customers were. Uh, well, I was in the, I'm in the support areas. I'm, I was a operations manager in default. So, you know, our customers are people who got loans who were not paying. The bank's customers are people who uh, look for those products, um, what we call buy those products by getting a loan, and they're called customers. If you're talking about Auto loans, you're talking about dealers who are customers, and dealers then have customers who buy cars. Well, what about the employee? The employee is a customer. And when and I liken it to um, my group, my environment, where I have people who um, are in, non in a non-exempt world. We've got 200 to 400 people who are making calls to people who we call customers that aren't paying. But guess what? They are the same customers that aren't paying, quote. Our employees had as many issues as the people they were calling. So if that's the case, what does, how do you treat and how do you view from an operations perspective and a manager like myself and my management team, how do you view who the customer is? And we created a conversation that said, we have two customers. We have an internal customer, being our associates, and we have an external customer. 
being those who bought the loan products. And so what we what we talked about and what we developed is a conversation and a view that is how you treat your people is how they're going to treat your external customer. You're asking people to call people who are under stress, who are are trying to pay, they meant to pay, but these same people have difficulty in paying their own bills. It's not like we paid them a salary that took them out of those kinds of issues. So that's kind of how we looked at treating people internally to affect how we treated externally in the community. We always bragged about how, and our mission statements talk about, we we care about our community. When I first started with the bank, was the first time they rolled out a commercial, and that, that the, by the first bank, they rolled out a commercial that said 9,000 people who care, and it was a $10 billion bank. Well, that bank today is one of the largest banks in the world, and they've got that many people in one building. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's interesting to watch the growth and the monies that flow, but you're still talking about we want to be good citizens in our community. Well, what does that mean? I remember um, you made an, made an attempt or a pact, if you will, that each one of your managers would get involved in the community, um, and it would be part of their goals. Can you talk about, number one, why did you do that and how did you do that? Well, it, it's, it, it just made sense. Uh, we, we brag about and we, we brag about and trained uh, at the bank. Um, and, and I've been at other companies where you trained uh, your, your associates to be civil, to be nice, to be good to your customer. Uh, well, what about being good to them, number one? And the management team has to show that they really care. If you're going to put a mission statement on the wall and a values, are you living those values? So we said as a management team, how do we um, show our associates that we do actually live and care about the values that our company says it, it, it has? So if we're good corporate citizens and we're going to be good in the community, what does that mean? So we talked as a management team. I had eight direct managers, and we talked about how um, we could show the associates that we really do care as a team. We care about them, and we care about our customer and our community. And I, I put a challenge on the table. I said, you know, we train but and we measure, quote, consultants like yourself. You measure what the value is. We create measures. Well, we could create our own measures. Let's live it. So I, I challenged them. I said, you know, we have this incentive plan. Everybody has an incentive plan, a bonus plan. Let's do something different with our bonus plan. And people like Rosemary and HR says, how can you do that? But we made an agreement. And I said it had to be 100% unanimous because we wouldn't be able to pull this off if we didn't all agree. We will all agree that we will not even calculate our bonus, no matter what it is. And we, we paid significantly bonuses, significant 
be with bonuses. We won't even calculate it unless you, for this year and the term of this plan for this year, actually work in the community. You can work and be on a board. You can be in the PTA. You can volunteer, but you have to do that and bring that back to the to the workplace. We introduce them to various opportunities and challenge them to create their own if they there's somewhere they want they had a passion to work. It had to be something beneficial and meaningful to the outside and the community, and it had to have an impact with the employees in the bank. The result was we started delivering meals for Life Care Alliance by our associates during the workday. We cooked meals at the Y Family Center. We created a museum and a history documentation for, for, for the financial institution because the financial institution has been in the community for 100 years, and, there, and it was a family thing for them. The, the leaders of the banks, family, worked in the community, built the community. That's the way it used to be done. So we wanted to show that we were going to be good citizens and neighbors in the, in the community, and we wanted to apply it to the workplace. So they all agreed. And HR looked at us and said, how do you how are you going to manage that? What happens if they don't do it? So well, I'm not going to worry about that. We've made a pact and an agreement as a management team, and I would suggest to you that I won't have that issue, and I didn't. How did that change the work environment? I mean, were people, did they get along better, or did they, did you notice a change within the environment? We've never missed a goal. We never missed a goal. When we needed people to work overtime, they did it. When we needed them to work weekends, they did it. When we needed them to work evenings, they did it. Why? Because employees worked together on something that they valued. These are the same people that get the benefits. These are the same people that get the meals. These are the same people, their families are supported by the family shelter. So when you show that you care about those things that they care about, you don't have to worry about them being very supportive of the work environment. We invited, when we started this process, when we started to work with our associates, we invited their families in. They needed to come on the weekend and sit down and see what their family member did and why they were valuable in their workplace. But they also needed to see that we cared enough to work support and we you know we asked the bank to uh, support financially my boss asked me how you know how do you let people off of work to deliver meals i said well it doesn't matter if we get our goals done so they supported one another uh they you know if you if you understand how they manage in their environments they just supported each other when they were gone i mean what's what's wrong with two people delivering meals for an hour Guess what? It wound up with eight routes of two people delivering meals, but they covered each other and made sure they made those real goals that we needed to make to make incentives. They got incentives too. Yeah, I really appreciate the example of how uh, this organization went out into the community. I think our listening audience is going to be appreciative of those examples. And I think you also hit on some of the gains, uh, you know, to, to what the organization has to gain from it. Um, but if you want to expand on that a little bit more, you certainly can. Well, you know, you, you deliver a meal, 
and people hear that you're doing that and they challenge you, other people in the work environment, other divisions, they want to know what we were doing and how do we do, how do we pay for that? Uh, well, we not only showed them, we asked them to go with us. We asked them to help us. We asked them to volunteer with us. We got a manager who cre created a, a situation, an opportunity, and then they managed that. I didn't, I didn't manage that. They worked together, uh, and then they started to enjoy what they were doing, enjoy each other. And guess what? When you're delivering a meal with another associate, you get to know each other. You get to know them from a, I mean, we're, we're talking diverse environments, so you, you get to know people, you get to know habits, you get to know traditions, you get to know um, religions. Uh, just a conversation that happens in a volunteer environment is good for the workplace. So when, and, and, and by the way, we went through some issues, you know, when there's a, when there's a bombing, when there's a, you know, a, a building that comes down and, and, and you're blaming a faith, well, guess what? They're in the workplace. So it was easier for us to have a conversation. It was easier for us and for the associate to see, well, yeah, it's not all of them, quote. And so that, that piece about how you treat each other, being civil to each other, being good corporate citizens together, and volunteering together, in my mind, is the right way to have the conversation when, when disasters happen, when challenges happen. It worked for us. So we got senior leaders getting involved. We got the chairmen's getting involved and understanding that this works. And they started challenging other departments to do something. And guess what? They would call and say, how did you do it? I said, well, it's about where who you have working for you. You need to design something that works for you. It may not work the same way my environment works. I've got non-exempt employees. You've got, a, you've got exempt employees. I got... Um, uh, people that, that work in different departments that are not like your department, but you need to be creative and create things that allow your, your associates to brainstorm and come up with things that they're comfortable with and ask them what do they care about and how it relates to our corporate values. I find this all really fascinating, and I, I'm curious if, you know, it sounds like that you all are having conversations internally or have had those conversations, and there's a lot of... Um, momentum around the employees building these uh, relationships and being respectful of each other and going out into the community. Is, does the company, have you found that it's been beneficial to the company to advertise that externally and, and post it about, you know, what responsibilities they've had or core values or things that they've done in the community? Are you finding that that's been helpful or have you seen an uptick in that uh, amongst well, uh, corporations? Well, again, let me separate my past career in banking my past career in, in a law firm, uh, you know, I've gone to each of those opportunities and said, and I'm consulting on this now. So um, it does work. It does have an impact. And today, in the last few years, I, and in fact, in Columbus, for sure, as we go through this infrastructure growth, companies are wondering how they impact the community. When you are trying to get a Facebook to come to Columbus, you have to think about the issues that that was involved there. So I, you know, companies are having that conversation now about first, let's talk about civility, because for people to want to work for you, you're competing against someone else. So 
companies are starting to have that 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 discussion around and and advertising that that here's what they do. Companies have always been required, especially banks have been required to be in the community. CRA Community Reinvestment Act. Uh, there's an HR requirements that have to happen, and so they always had incentives quote to do it. It's just they have difficulty in how to deliver that, how to do it and still be competitive. Because they got, you know, someone down the street they're competing with. Banks competed with one another back in the foreclosure crisis. Well, while you're competing, you didn't stop to think that you didn't, where could you work together? Where could you, if we're all, if we're in a crisis of foreclosure, we're all in the crisis. And if we all have this inventory of uh, housing, abandoned housing, and neighborhoods are crashing, why couldn't have we worked together to help revitalize a neighborhood? Well, you don't have that discussion and determination until it's already collapsed. And now we're talking about how we make this city great. How do we make it great again? Well, we had an opportunity. And so Sometimes when we start and when we started this kind of effort in trying to show both the company and the community that we cared, we didn't spend enough time to be in agreement that we could have been in a different place as a community. So, yes, communities are trying to say, here's what we do. Why don't we do it together in an industry? Right. If we have common, if we have a common customer, a common community and all boats rise together Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting one thing that dci has formalized we've always been involved in the community but uh recently formalized a a committee that has created a whole bunch of out not outreach but uh, community uh, involvement activities um, that help the protected groups that we protect in the workforce so i i think we told you before that dci focuses on non-discrimination and uh, so e- equal employment opportunity and affirmative action. And some of the groups that we help protect are the protected veterans, uh, individuals with disabilities, um, race, sex, ethnicity, national origin, et cetera. And so a lot of the community outreach that we've tied into this committee are things like, let's send goods over to veterans overseas. Um, let's go, uh, you know, march with the LGBT um, parade and different things like that are are, are things that we've done and and what we found here at DCI is it's just been really helpful to transition and and have more commitment to our jobs and and be satisfied with being able to help these groups outside of just our normal jobs so and 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 morale and satisfaction yeah I mean and and you're gonna you get those challenges I mean all of those things that you talked about we were talking about 25 years ago uh, we put together. We were asked to support the Pride Parade. Mm-hmm. The answer was absolutely not. We can't. Our our shareholders would never, and our board would never agree to that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, unfortunately, Larry's one that takes risk. So two of us, two managers put the money together and did a float and put us in there and put our name on it. Several years later, we were the lead sponsor. So it's about doing, sharing, 
and getting involved. And guess what? My management team, I had a manager who said, I'm not walking in that parade. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to. Um, it's about exposure, and that's what I meant about going out in the community, working in the community, being exposed to the community changes your both your behavior and thought. I've never been with one of them, being whoever them is. I've never had a conversation in a car to go deliver a meal while I'm delivering a meal about, oh, you do that, or that's your holiday, or that's what's important to you. Or, yes, um, I, you know, you know, us guys can go play basketball, but I want you to, I want to introduce you to my husband. Well, those kind of conversations and those interactions change people. But it's all about just treating people as people. There's a lot of organizations doing um, doing a lot with the communities. Um, what kind of advice do you have for anyone who might be listening who wants to do the types of things you're doing but doesn't know how to start? Start. Just start. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's if, if you're sitting, planning, and wondering, and you can see somebody else doing it, and they're in the same business that you're in, why wouldn't you go ask them? Why wouldn't you just go ask them? Just, you know, we compete with everything, but guess what? Why is it that you're doing that? You can go to any organization in the community, and they have partners. They have people supporting them in all kinds of ways. And you, you wouldn't even realize, unless you asked, which companies really do support, which organizations really do support. Is it the pilots at the airport? It's the, it's, it's the banks? It's the uh, community organizations? It's, you know, there are people who are suffering, but there are people once they get involved and once they touch it, get passionate about it. Our managers got passionate about the organizations they worked with and for. Before they were introduced to some things, families that are homeless, you know, when we talk about the Y Center of Homeless Families, what happens to that Y Center family that after 25 days, which is the average stay, what happens when they don't find a job and don't find a home? There's another organization that doesn't have a, a, a name on it intentionally that they go to. It's not warm. It's not pretty. It's not fancy. But they've got supporters that help them save families. If, you t- if it touches you, it has to touch your heart. So give them an opportunity. Family, just go ask. Just go get engaged. Get involved and pick something. You, can, you don't need to sit down and plan a lot, and you don't need HR to do it for you. I'm sorry, HR. <laughs> That's a really good point because, you know, um, and, you know, I've been in HR a long time, and HR can sometimes be a stumbling block. I mean, you got to follow the laws and that kind of thing, but, but sometimes, to your point, if you want to do something, you, you just need to do it and justify it, especially when it's something like this. Right. Or not justify it and let it justify itself over time. Everybody wants a report. Everybody wants somebody to give you some study. And I do I believe in data? Do I believe in studies? Yes, I do. But we wait for data and studies before we support, either financially or personally. You can't sit and wait. I mean, you, you can see the person needs help. You can see the community needs help. You can see that they're being discriminated against. You can see, 
guess what? It's happening right there in your workplace. So it's not like you don't know what's happening. You may not want to agree it's happening, admit it's happening, but just have a couple employee groups that'll tell you. Yeah. But they won't tell you unless now, what they the, have worked with you. Unless you code, they're comfortable with you. Absolutely. The thing that keeps going through my mind over and over again is something that you said, um, and that is the people in your community are the people in your workforce. That's so right. So the people you're trying to help your, are are your own employees. So maybe if people took a, a different perspective of that, it would help too. Yes. And guess what? I've been fortunate, blessed, or whatever you call it, to to be in in a situation where I don't have what I had when I grew up as a kid in terms of situations. And so I live in an area that don't touch these things. But guess what? I'm a person of color, so I got to deal with my kids, I got to deal with my grandkids in an environment that I didn't grow up in. And I have to protect them. I have to expose them. I have to pick them up and take them to the community so they know what it's like. But I'm going to take one of their friends that don't look like them with us. Mm. We're going together, and we're going to go see it together. We're going to deliver it together. We're going to fix it together. It's easy to buy a turkey. It ain't so easy to serve it. (laughs) Larry, I love you so much. (laughs) I love to listen to you. Kelly, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the more your employees get out into the community and represent the company, it won't won't only have an effect on the relationships within the company, it's going to have an effect on how the community views that organization. And I would think in a roundabout way, you're going to end up up attracting more talent to the organization and potentially retaining more talent over time as well, which would have a great um, impact on the bottom line as long term. Well, the long-term effect of getting involved in the community, because how many companies say, well, I'd, I'd have some of them, but I don't know where to find them. Well, you know, if, if you don't get out in the community and show the community that you're worth working with and for, then you're never going to find them. They're just going to figure out, they're just going to say, well, they're all of this and they don't want me there. Well, if you get out there and you, you also have that discussion, what do you do? Well, how would you like to work for and why don't you apply for? Well, that wouldn't happen if you weren't just fixing a meal somewhere or delivering a meal somewhere or helping to put toys together or for a drive. There's a difference between uh, service and service learning. There's There's a skill of service learning that has a major at Ohio State. There's a difference between service. You can collect cans and give them away. But you got to teach people and kids, especially, why. That's service learning. So that's being civil in in your in your process of service learning. It's being nice to people that you don't know, don't understand, and would never understand if you didn't get engaged with them. You can't just send them food. Yeah, you got to tell them why you're doing it. Exactly. The biggest the biggest drives we have is when some disaster happens somewhere. You know, we can we can raise all kinds of money and get the service hours and everything, but the disasters are right here in the city. You don't have to do a mission trip. Get on, I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, your own employees are starving. Quote. And I hate to keep relating it to food, but if, if there's there's my, the passion I have is around how do you work in a community to make sure there's housing, make sure there's food, make sure there's jobs. 
make sure there's transportation. If you don't do deal with the whole thing, you're going to collapse. The person can't survive. You can give them a job, but if they can't get there, and when they get there, if you don't do something that makes them comfortable and or, which is what we did there, we created the cafeteria, we created the gym, we created the daycare just for the employees because you have to deal with the whole employee because that employee, especially a non-exempt employee, has issues with kids and schools and doctors and and they're going to sneak out if you don't say, you know, listen, supervisor, don't charge them to go put the kid back in school that got suspended. Don't use vacation time for, for things like that. That's how you show them you care about them and you care about the community because they have issues that you as management team may not have, but you don't know that till you involve yourself with them. This is awesome, Larry. I so appreciate you being here. Um, any final thoughts for the audience? Well, you can you can be civil to each other, but it's not always about race or religion or what party you're in. You just can agree to disagree, and it's civility and respect. And I think that gets you a long way. And I don't think there's much of that anymore. I wish I wish people would do that more. Kelly, any any parting thoughts? I don't have any. Thank you. Larry, this has been truly a a wonderful discussion, and you know because I always keep bothering you that I could talk to you and listen to you forever. So um, we certainly appreciate you being here today. Um, And for those listening, um, if you want to make sure to join us for our future civility series, we have a a lineup of about eight to ten people. people from businesses, people who are attorneys, people from the with the EEOC, um, we have educators, we have a whole host of different individuals who will be joining us on the topic of civility. Um, we appreciate everyone listening today and have a great day. And if you would like to learn a little bit more about DCI Consulting Group, please go to our website at www.dciconsult.com. Thank you.